Welcome to the latest episode of Nerds Amalgamated. I'm Buck. With me, I have the DJ. Hey, guys. How are you going? Oh, I've been good. I've been good. That's good. And how are you going with your assignments? Yeah, pretty good. Taking the pr- It's pretty quiet and not getting any assignments for another week or two. So, yeah. It's have been... you been working on them, though? Well, I've been reading through the outlines. That's the bright side. So in other words, you're going to leave it to the last minute again. <laughs> well, well, maybe not. I hope not. And also with us, we have the Professor. Hello. And how are you going, Professor? I'm going very well. I'm enjoying my day without any assignments because I'm a graduated student. So you say that every episode. <laughs> I know. We're, and we're, it graduated. Get we're graduated. We're doing postgraduate studies. I still get a public holiday, though. So you guys are working on assignments. Yeah, I know, but you had to. You were at the dawn service this morning? Yeah, so I went to services this morning. Mm hmm. With a bunch of kids. That would have been fun at a, at, before the sun came up. No, actually, I was uh, lucky I didn't end up with the kids this year. Okay. So, um, before we kick off the show, um, just wish to express our sympathies and condolences for the people in Sri Lanka that have suffered through the um, cowardly terrorist bombings. Wish people would just grow up and cut that crap out. And it's also Anzac Day, so um, I won't read out the ode. If you haven't heard that enough times today, then something wrong with you. Um, But lest we forget. Um, Anything else you guys want to add on those two topics? Yeah, all I'm going to say is... um... Anzac Day is that one day we pay homage to the veterans that fought for what we believe in now. It's like one of two days. We have Remembrance Day as well. Yeah. It's not just um, the veterans. It's also all the people that are involved. So the nurses and all the engineers and everything in the background and made things happen. Although the engineers were quite often in the front line. I always like going to the uh, dawn service in the city. Mm-hmm. Because there they have people in costumes and like dressed up as the uh, the nurses and stuff. Yeah. And uh, we took my uh, my grandpa's Willie's mm-hmm. Jeep to the ceremony today. Okay. That would have been exciting. Yeah. We uh, we saw the cops poking around at one point and we were like, oh shit, are they giving us a ticket? No, they were just having fun. Of course. That's the reason why they pull over half the cars they do, just so they can have a bit of a goosey gander. Um, but moving along with the show now. Um, You've got something for us about GB Studios. Yeah, um, GB Studio is link in the uh, show notes, but it's a IDE, a visual IDE for creating uh, adventure games like the original Legend of Zelda for um, the Game Boy. And it produces fully compatible Game Boy code that runs on an original Game Boy. Hang on. Does that mean Nintendo is going to be seeking a law injunction to stop it and shut it down and bring everything to a screaming halt? I hope not. Well, they always stop everything uh, else. There's no actual copyright breach here. Yeah, but they do. They go and stop anything else that's fun. It's associated with their stuff. Yeah, they try. DJ's gone quiet. Yeah, I did remember Nintendo uh, recently sued someone and and. Uh, they stopped. Uh, no, no, sued someone. They stopped someone recently. I'm just. Yeah, you know, I they... do remember the time we talked about the time Nintendo sued someone and stopped someone. And it's yeah, so things happens. in Emu Paradise. No, that was Emu Paradise. Was this was very recent, but um, yeah, yeah, Nintendo does really have a habit of stopping and stopping people copying stuff. I th- I, th- I think th- I hope Nintendo doesn't doesn't do this to GB Studios, but. The law well, has a funny do, way of doing things. Even if they do, it's not going to stop it. You'll still be able to find it somewhere on the internet. Like they might have shut down Emu Paradise. That's still out there. A couple of years ago now, they shut down Pokemon Uranium. That's still floating around. I'm still sitting on a copy of that. <laughs> Sounds kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> so is this something that's going to be able to produce some fun games that we're all going to be able to enjoy or... 
I think so. It um the key features it comes with a um a web emulator. Okay. So I've kind of seen something like this before. Um, I think it's called a chip, which is a eight bit computer emulator mm-hmm. designed to uh, well for making retro games. Okay. But in this case, you can export the the game to a web um, emulator of some sort mm-hmm. using a HTML5, and apparently you can input touch controls. So I'm going to be curious to uh, check out the uh, the emulator that it's based on. Okay, that'd be cool. But my favorite feature has got to be that you can load it into a real Game Boy and play this game on a real Game Boy. I just okay. I don't see the audience for it. I don't know why you bother doing it, but it's one of those things that's so cool that, you know, why haven't we done it sooner? Mm-hmm. Although looking at some of the information here, it's not just Nintendo, it's any of the handheld devices, but it's also um, saying here it's built for Mac OS, Windows, and Linux. So Yeah, so anyone can run the development tools. Mm-hmm. And because it runs in the web, then um, no one, well, anyone can play it as long as they have a web browser. Okay, so you're not limited only to playing it on like a handheld device. You can play it on a PC. Yeah, that's cool. Then uh, here's the um, recent one with Nintendo shutting, doing a stop. So came, t- turns out Nintendo was taking down a C64 remake of the Super Mario Bros. Oh man, I was looking forward to that one. Way to go. I'm still not happy with Nintendo after E3 last year. (laughs) (laughs) But he's never going to let it go. No, he's not going to let that go. (laughs) Uh, If they just stopped everyone, if they they just stopped trying to stop everyone from having fun, I'd be quite happy to go with it. But they just seem to be going out of their way to be the biggest, um, uh, pardon the term, dildos that you can find. Oh, no, no, no. I thought the biggest dildos at the time was e- e- um, EA Games. They still I just want to, I like that uh, a year ago when we started this, we were all very careful not to swear. <laughs> I'm, well, I still generally try not to swear. Yeah, it's just the DJ drives you to it. <laughs> you do pretty well too sometimes, but yeah. Um, talking about dildos, though, um, I suppose we should move on to the DJ's topic. <laughs> did, you, did you like that segue? <laughs> that was such a weird segue. I don't know. I forgot people, what the DJ's topic is, and now I'm scared. Pe- pe- people who know the DJ will understand the reference there. <laughs> I doubt it, but okay. Oh, okay. Oh, so Batman's turned eighty, and uh, to celebrate it's not, his, it's not Batman. It is Batman. It's DC Comics. Well, they're saying it? here it's the tw- it's say- well, it's saying here it's the return of theaters for a big anniversary. Twenty nineteen marks the 80th anniversary of Batman's debut in DC Comics. Oh, I thought it was DC DC Comics, not Batman. My goodness, he's looking good for his age. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure we mentioned Batman's 80th birthday a few weeks ago. This guy has a lot of birthdays. <laughs> So to commemorate his 80th birthday, um, cinemas in America are planning to do a movie marathon of sorts by releasing the original Batman movie quadology, which includes Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin. It's just the one where Batman had bat nipples. Um, We can either confirm or deny that. (laughs) I mean, I think it was the Val Kilmer one and the George Clooney, he had nipples. Uh, the George Clooney one is the one that had the bat nipples, and yeah, Val Kilmer didn't really have nothing. There was nothing memeable about that about that movie. There was lots of things memeable about it. This is before lots of people started doing memes. <laughs> Although it's interesting how they didn't put the other Batman movies, such as the Christian Bale edition well, or the Ben Affleck editions. Everyone's seen them not that long ago. Mm. The uh, the Batman and Robin quadrilogy came out like twenty years ago now. Thanks for making me feel old. <laughs> I remember seeing them in the cinema when they first came out. I even had in nineteen eighty nine. I had the big Batman logo poster on my bedroom wall. 
So yeah, no, it's um. Did you have a, a secret tunnel to a bat cave behind it? Um, um, no. Unfortunately, on the other side of the wall was the bathroom. So if I tunnel through there, it would have been into the toilet. You don't want that coming through the wall. It's still kind of a bat cave. Well, outside my bedroom. does all his thinking in the shower. Outside, <laughs> outside my bedroom window, we had the roof of the garage, and I could slip out there quietly and disappear down into the bushes at the side of the house. So I had my escape route. But, yeah, no, it was... um. The, these movies were almost as camp as the the original Batman series, like with Adam West. Yeah, what do you guys think of them? I enjoy them. I've got them on DVD. The Adam West series? No, the uh, movies. Batman and Robin ones. Oh, they're they're pretty they're pretty good for its for the time. Like Michael Keaton played the good played a good Batman for his time. Uh, all four movies were great. What about uh, Jim Carrey as the Riddler? Man, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, it it was, but he played it pretty close to how, like, pretty like similar to how it used to be done originally back with in the Adam West series, which is where he was taking his cue from. And it was because of those sorts of things that made it so much more fun. Like Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman was just such a blast from the past when you looked at the cat suit and all that, and she had definitely had the body for the. Um, Extremely tight latex outfit. The funniest one of all was actually Danny DeVito as the Penguin. Man, that just weirds me out seeing photos in that costume. <laughs> what did you guys uh, think? Danny of... DeVito, so he'd weird anyone out. What did you guys think of uh, Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face? That was a weird, weird choice. Not really, because he did it pretty well. Jack Nicholson as the Joker was pretty intense. Well, Jack Nicholson as the guy who kills people. Is always pretty intense. Well, yeah. He's more uh, intense than a scout camp. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'd say that, that, that cost you a plate of brownies, but we might get in trouble <laughs> for that. Although, um, although that debate about Jack Nick, who's the best Joker, will still go on for years and years to come. Oh, well, we know it's never, no one's ever likely to say it's Jared Leto. Nah, no one will say Jared Leto is the best Joker. I have to, I have to say, um, it, it's a pretty close tie between um, Jack Nicholson and um, uh, what's his name? Ledger. Yeah, Heath Ledger. But two totally different styles of Joker, though. You have to acknowledge that. So it's kind of like trying to compare an orange and a mandarin. So yeah. What did you what, what, did you guys ever watch the uh, Batman the animated series? I've watched some of it. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a couple of episodes. Mark Hamill. Best Joker voice by far. Yeah, but see, then again, like that's that's a totally different Joker again. Like that's totally different feel. Like Jack Nicholson's Joker was like the the seventies and eighties style, or well, late late sixties, early seventies camp style Joker with that absolute perfect flair that Jack Nicholson brings to it. Heath Ledger was just he he was all kinds of fun, and he was the the anti-hero criminal that everyone loved for the Joker. Like, he played the Joker as the Joker is supposed to be with the... He's performing for Batman. He's not performing for anyone else. And then when we turn around and we look at the cartoon series, it's a different type of Joker again. And, yeah, Mark Hamill's voice is brilliant, but it's just a different style of character again. Yeah, it's funny how we were talking about the old old Batman movies, but we've forgotten the George Clooney edition. No, I mentioned George Clooney before. Oh, I know, but we didn't talk in detail. I mean, when how was supposed- George Clooney Batman? Um, he was the last one in the set of four, so that was um, Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin okay. and Batgirl with um, Alicia Silverstone. Oh, so they had yeah. different Batman for each of those movies. Yeah. I think it was the first two movies they had, um, uh, what's his name? Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, and then it was Val Kilmer, and then George Clooney in the last one. Although I will say Batman and Robin, even though we can all make fun of the bat nipples and everything, it was interesting in a sense of how they introduced a couple of new villains into the fold rather than the the traditional villains like Joker and Two-Face 
you ha- and the Riddler, you had like Mister Freeze and Poison Ivy. But they're traditional characters out of the Batman universe. Yeah, true, but they weren't in the film original films though. The original TV series, you mean? No, no I meant um, in the first uh, in the in, before Michael Keaton era and the um, and the Batman for and the Val Kilmer movie. There wasn't there was no Poison Ivy or there was no Mister Freeze. It was just Joker, Rob Joker, Two Face, and the Riddler. Well, each movie had its own villains. Yeah. Same as the current ones, only have one one vil- main villain at a time. Yeah. Well, did you guys like the portrayal of Mister Freeze in in Batman and Robin? Yeah. Um, Arnie had a great voice for it. That wasn't his plan to boil all the water. Like he had the toxin in it, but kind of ironic that the guy named Mister Freeze is going to boil the water. No, no, no. He was going to freeze everything, but um. And what's the name? It was um, Poison Ivy wanted all the plans to take over, and he wanted to freeze everything else. Okay. It's been a long time since I've seen it. She was the one releasing the toxins. He was just freezing everyone. It was interesting how Bane was also in that movie as well, as a side character. Mm -hmm. But we will have to keep moving along now to the next topic, otherwise we'll run out of time, Um, which is looking at the latest in human gene editing and the controversy surrounding it. So we've got got the latest in a string of um, questionably ethical scientists with Chakrat Mitalipov, who's saying he isn't deterred about the controversy surrounding gene editing and using CRISPR to edit out inherited diseases. So this is following after last year's announcement from China about the birth of gene-edited twin girls. So, yeah, I can see the movie Gattaca becoming more of a reality the longer this goes on. But uh, the ethical arguments covering gene editing is is going to be huge. Well, it's playing God and who gets to say who's what what's acceptable and what's not is as soon as you start playing with that sort of thing, you start messing with life finding its own balance and evolving on it as it needs to. So, like one of the main fears is someone like this will turn around and decide, well, autism's an inherited disease, and they'll start targeting a gene therapy so that people who are autistic are no longer in existence. And then, yeah. So you reckon? Alter, so you reckon that they're not going to use it for um, altruistic purposes? The initial start of it will will probably be in that way, but we, we've seen too much in history where things that have started off as being altruistic have been hijacked by greedy, small-minded Britons that shouldn't be allowed to breathe. So at the initial um, development of TNT was for mining purposes. Lo and behold, someone thought, hey, I could stick this onto in, in this big bucket thing here and turn it into a bomb to blow everyone up. And then someone else thought, I could chuck a bucket of nails in there and create even more havoc. And then we now that we're looking at all sorts of um, supposedly smart bombs, although apparently there was an article I saw the other, heard mentioned the other day where apparently the US has killed more civilians than... ISIS and the Taliban combined. So, um, yeah, smart bombs aren't really all that smart. What's a smart bomb supposed to do anyway? You step on the llama and it's like, oh, you're just a civvy. That's fine. Keep going. Well, no, smart bombs are what they're supposed to be what they drop from the planes or shoot from the ships and all that sort of stuff. Oh, right. And it hits it. And it's all the guidance. So it hits only a specific target and only takes out a certain amount of damage and supposed to be ridiculously high accuracy and no collateral damage. You're firing Isn't that what drones are for, though? Pardon? Isn't that what drones are for, though? Yeah, they but they, oh. they're still getting it wrong. Hmm. Remember, you're firing a million-dollar missile at a $10 tent and hitting a camel in the bum. Yep. Talking about a suppository. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I agree with you, Buck, in terms of how this will be corrupted this will be corrupted as as the years go on, but... Oh, it's, it's a definite, like, 
humanity has corrupted so many different things it's involved in. Just because you get people who are greedy and others that are too weak to say no. Basically, humans can't be trusted. Yep. I, for one, welcome the lizard people overlords. <laughs> whoa, 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 wait, wait, I, still like the, I still like the penguins. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, the penguin overlords will overtake the lizard overlords. Of course, I still secretly support the penguin overlords, but I don't want to piss off the lizard overlords or they'll kill me. <laughs> but aren't, aren't the lizards the servants of the penguins to, to do all the desert work? That would make a lot of sense. Okay, we're on the way to the start of bingo. <laughs> but, like, in this article, he's... Mit- Mitalipov is saying, I think designer babies are way far off, but not so distant that researchers shouldn't be thinking about taking steps now to regulate the technology that could create them. But that's just, he's, already talk, a... he's working on wanting to take out um, genetic diseases and inherited conditions. That's of creating course, a designer baby. It's past that before someone's going to get to change their eye colour. And I have to say, Looking at a picture of this guy, he should be careful because he's not really looking on head and blue eyed, so he might be getting edited out of the scheme of humanity. After all, if you watch Gattaca, it's the blonde haired, blue eyed babies are the ones that they all they all want. Thinly veiled Nazi reference. <laughs> well, no, no, no. It's nothing well, about the, the eugenics. Nazis. It was the eugenics of Gattaca. Um when you look at all the all the the main alphas, it was all blonde-haired and blue-eyed. Is Gattaca anything like Brave New World? Um, similar but completely different. Okay. Um, Brave New World cool. was a breeding program. Yeah. To create one like a one sort of state of existence, and everyone was being killed off early and everything. Whereas Gattaca is, you go in and you you pay to have a baby that's genetically superior and if you're not genetically superior you aren't able to get into certain jobs okay so it's got the same sort of class system but a different way of getting there yeah so we're entering into brave new world territory hey no been there for years not in the breeding programs and class systems but in the distracting yourself from reality with drugs and television bit yeah although part of that's resulting in a large number of senior citizens, which actually goes against Aldous Huxley's Brave New World. We we haven't hit that utopian dis, dis, disconnect from reality. Unfortunately, I want my damn helicopter. <laughs> I'd rather a flying car. I want the Jetson spaceship, space car. <laughs> <laughs> and if it makes that sound. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so yeah, congratulations to a bunch of Brilliantly intelligent, but epic morons for trying to speed up the destruction of humanity. Because there's going to be an idiot like this that'll turn around and go, you know, we're theists, we could bring back dinosaurs. <laughs> Are you telling me that's possible? Because I will go and uh, start sponsoring people to do that right now. Well, they've already got the technology there. With cloning Dolly the sheep and they've doing gene editing on twin girls. They could do gene editing on some of the lizards and birds to start bringing back some of the dinosaurs. Yeah. So it's it's not a matter of have they got the technology. It's just a matter of are they admitting that they've been doing it or not. After all, look at Donald Trump. No one gets that orange by, by accident. That's <laughs> not natural. But we should probably move along before one of us says anything else more ridiculously stupid and we have the NSA or the CIA coming after us. For revealing their plans. Sorry, what was that? As if they aren't already. Well, they might be going after the DJ, but I'm safe. Um, So what games have you been playing this week, DJ? I've uh, been playing Mortal Kombat 11, and holy smokes, that's a good game. What Uh, about the $6,500 loot boxes? (laughs) (laughs) Although, Ed, um, the creator of Mortal Kombat 11... um, said that that's actually a false statement. Of course they yeah. would. It's $6,499. Get it right. <laughs> but, oh, man, it's... I will say this. I've, I've been playing the story mode so far, and the character designs has been interesting in terms of some characters look good and some just look... What? <laughs> like, 
like really weird if you if you if you look at it aesthetically. Like um, Sonya Blade's face, for example, she just doesn't. Something weird about that face. Look at the DJ judging women about their looks again. <laughs> oh, such a oh, you, oh, you sure you want to do, do this? But uh, um, like um, you're this... the one who turned around and said that she looks weird. Well, I well, if you if you well, let me post it up and you'll see what I mean. Sorry, listeners, you can't see that. Yeah, second. You're not you're not talking about the character that's um voiced by Ronda Rousey and modelled on her slightly for the facial expressions and so forth. Yeah, it's a, yeah, that's the one. So you're saying oh, Ronda, boy. You're, you're saying Ronda Rousey. The- Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The MMA legend who was champion for a while, who could literally kick your flabby butt without breaking a sweat and inflict all sorts of pain, looks weird. Well, look, like I said, look at the picture. Look at the before and after. And you'll I'm, looking see at some, I'm looking at some of the pictures now, and um, the fact that it's based on Ronda Rousey makes me say, she looks absolutely gorgeous. I w- although... Um, I will say the um, voice acting for some the voice acting cast for this game has been pretty impressive. Like uh, you got Frank Welker, um, famous for Doctor Claw, and, and in this game as well, you've also got uh, Carrie Claw from uh, Inspector Gadget. Yeah, I don't think he understood what you meant for that one because Doctor Claw never actually showed anything else except a hand, yeah, and a cat. Um, you also have Carrie. I, I can't, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna butcher this name. <laughs> uh, really? Kari, it's it's Kari Toku Togawa. Is is it him? Yeah. Kari, oh. oh, here we are. Kari oh, no, Tagawa. He's also he. His voice is in this game as well. Uh, playing as Shang Tsung. Um. But yeah. The, um. But back to the. But game wise. Um. Aesthetically, it looks okay. Yeah. Some of the um, it's also a grind system as well mechanically. Like you have to gain, you have to go through so many challenges just to get a certain skin or costumes. That's fine. It just means you have to play it. it means it's not some idiot who's buying stuff to make things happen. Although with the six thousand four hundred ninety nine dollar loot box, I mean, it's, to be fair, it's not one loot box. It's the it's amount you need to spend to get everything. Ah, okay. I was going to say, for that sort of money, you, you'd want it to actually come over and do your homework and cook your dinner and tuck you into bed at night. <laughs> Get a girlfriend. They'll do that for cheaper. Oh! And on that note, the professor <laughs> is now once again single, so any lady out there that's interested in oh, playing, okay. playing mum to a giant baby. Hey! <laughs> I'm not giant. You are. <laughs> I might be giant, but I'm not asking for a lady to come over and tuck me in. Uh, I, uh, speaking of that, six thousand four hundred, six thousand four hundred forty. Okay, so what? Ed Boon, the uh, four hundred forty. Oh yeah, that's my mistake. So basically, Ed Boon came, comes out saying, "Where do these people get their information? The vast, vast majority of NK11 skins are not for sale. That's not how NetherRealm makes games. You have to earn them in game." Okay, so six and a half thousand dollars to not even get everything. Yeah, I really so hope really- I'm uh, hearing that wrong, and he actually means that it would cost you six and a half thousand to unlock 100%, but you can't spend that much money on it. No, it's you, you don't unlock everything. Uh, that's disappointing. But, yeah. Anyway, what game have you been playing, Professor? I played a lot of board games this weekend because I uh, had a bachelor party where we went and uh, sat in a hotel room and played board games the weekend. Sounds like uh, fun. Yeah. Uh, one of the ones I really enjoyed was Adrenaline. It's basically Quake as a, a board game. 
Okay. So like you, um, yeah, you move around the map, pick up better guns, and shoot people. And it still manages to capture, even though it's a turn-based game, it still captures that really fast action that Quake's known for. It could be a lot of fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. The DJ's gone very quiet. Has he run away? No, I'm still here. Oh, oh it's just we couldn't hear you. It's like, so it's like, does a, it like a three-year-old so, on a puppy. So the question I would ask is... Um, so how do you deal with the ammo short reloads and whatnot in this well, the board game? you have to pick up ammo tokens, which you use to then um, fire your guns. And at the end of each uh, round, you get a reload phase where you can reload your guns if you have the, uh, the ammo tokens for it. But it's generally pretty easy to um, scoop up enough ammo around to keep your guns full. I'm just looking at some of the pictures, and I have to say... Um, the graphics on the board and the cards are looking absolutely epic, and the actual icon pieces you move around are looking pretty sweet as well. Yeah, the guy I was playing looked just like um, just like Doom guy. Okay, he would have been completely not out of place as a Doom protagonist. Now, is that the blue one or the purple one? The grey one. Okay, I can't see the grey one on the picture I'm looking at at the moment. Oh, okay, yep. Actually, he looks a bit more like Sarge out of, um, what's his name? Victory uh, Arena? No, no. Um, the Xbox game. Halo. Halo. Looks kind of like Sarge from Halo with that helmet and profile. Okay. Just looking at the picture I'm looking at here, where it's, I think it's one of the cards, and it's got him shooting another, a grey Sarge shooting a red Sarge, and there's a, there's, Two pictures of them, one with a, one drop of blood and another one with three drops of blood. Yeah, so that um tells you how much damage you do if you're hit and what special conditions you take into effect. Okay. And uh, so you can spend extra ammo to do a harder hit. Okay. This is with the chainsaw, so that was always my favourite gun. Yeah. My favorite weapon. Okay, I'm actually looking at the um, actual figurine now. That's actually looking pretty cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. The amount of detail, like they've got the chain with the hook and everything. They've done well on this one. We might have to play this sometime. Yeah, see if it's available on Tabletop Sim. Anyway, and um, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Unity. And I have to say, I'm loving dropping down and killing the Templars. Getting my murderous streak taken care of. Did you enjoy jumping off um, Notre Dame Cathedral? I did. Oh man, I gotta start playing the Assassin's Creed games again. They were fun. They still are. Is it still available for free if um you haven't got it yet? I haven't checked. It was a limited time offer, so it, I'm not sure if it's running out um on the 25th or the 26th, but it was coming up soon, I guess. So. Yep. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's fit. It's. It will, it will be free on. It will be free until twenty fifth of April, three a.m. your local time. Yeah, okay. so it's not free now. Well, for us. Yeah. And when everyone goes to listen to this, it'll be over. Yeah. Yeah. If if you haven't taken advantage of that offer, we did mention it last week. If you ha- if you have taken advantage of it and you want to join, make your own, make a team with me. Send us a message. Let me know. I've already done a couple of co op missions and it's fun. Anyway, um, moving along a bit further, we have the special shout-outs for the week. We have, uh, on the 20th of April, 1887, we had the world's very first motor race with George Bouton um, on a steam-powered quadricycle covering a distance of 29 kilometres. He boasted that his quadricycle could reach a speed of 60 kilometers per hour. It, apparently, even though he could reach those sorts of speeds, and to cover the distance of 29 kilometers, it took him over an hour and 14 minutes riding on the quadricycle, which was named after his mother. So, yes. Also, as the DJ was just saying, we on the 14th of April 2019, we had the 1,000th Formula One Grand Prix race at Shanghai, and that is the most epically awesome sport to watch just because of the amount of science involved in making those cars fly around the track while still staying in contact to the ground. Anyone watch, either of you guys watch that race? 
No, my dad does. I missed that. It's one of the things I love when my uncle's here. We all we sit down and we watch the Formula One, and if anyone comes in and starts disturbing us, it's from both of us. <laughs> it gets gets bad when it's um, my uncle, myself, my oldest brother, my nephew, all in the one room watching it. Someone comes in, they get they get in trouble. Just ask the door-to-door salesman who came and knocked on the door when we were all there, and my mum quite very unpolitely said, "Go away, we're not interested." <laughs> Without even getting out of her seat. But um, 23rd of April 2013, Star Trek Into Darkness, directed by J.J. Abrams, starring Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto, premieres in Sydney. Do you guys enjoy the new Star Trek or don't really care? I honestly haven't seen any of the new ones. Eh, they're interesting. They're interesting. Mm-hmm. But I do miss um, Leonard Nimoy. And I, I miss Leonard Nimoy's. Entry and I like this they, the tribute they gave him on Into the, Into Darkness. Well, he was actually in there, so yeah. Oh, um, he wasn't. Oh, pardon? He wasn't. They had the original Spock. Yeah, they had. Yeah, yeah, they had no, the original Spock in the first one, didn't they? Yeah, they and had the, him in the Into first. Into Darkness one. is a remake of Wrath of Khan, I think. Yeah, it in but um, they actually have Leonard Nimoy. Was Len, was he still alive then in two thousand and thirteen? Because they actually had the original Spock. Yeah, as an older Spock comes in and helps them to defeat him. They had him as a cameo, yes. Right. Oh, yeah, I think it would be the third one. Yeah. Um... No, he was in um, Into Darkness because he helped to defeat um, Khan. Khan in that one as well because it was his um, red red fluid or red substance was the thing that was being used to destroy planets and so forth. Oh, uh, yeah, it was, it was Beyond that was the one that Nimoy was... Wasn't in that one. Yeah, my mistake. Yep. It was Star Trek Beyond that, that didn't happen to Nimoy. For all the all the Trekkies that are gathering up their various assortment of weaponry from the movies and TV series, set Go your ahead, phases. We don't need him. Set your phases to stun only in case you miss him and hit us. <laughs> Shoot the little brown one. We will give him a red shirt to make it easy, so you can go after him as though he's just a red shirt in the original series. Okay, but if they're like, oh, which one was it? the newer um, series, like Next Generation, then the red shirts are the captains. Yeah, but no, no, no. We want him to go after the original series. We want to, we want to give him that classic feel to things. Fair enough. But I will say the um, new ones are pretty good. The new ones are pretty good in terms of how Chris Pine plays a good Captain Kirk. And, yeah, uh, the old, the original series is still pretty epic. Yeah. yeah oh, no one can beat Shatner. Shatner was. Well, hmm? Um, any female can beat Shatner. All she has to do is just bat her eyelids. No, I mean in terms <laughs> of acting as Kirk. Yeah, I mean, isn't like the plot of the original pilot before um before they'd actually cast Shatner that they're He's being kidnapped. The captain is being kidnapped by um by aliens disguised as women. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. It's so long since I last watched it. But I know um yeah, a number of times he got in, into trouble with for uh, sleeping with the enemy, and that was the reason why with Chris Pine's character he's sleeping around with all the different females that he comes across. So yes, um. Unfortunately, Shatner seemed to think that he actually was a stud. Yes, big mistake there. Um, 23rd of April, 2018, Marvel's Avengers Infinity War, directed by um, the Russo brothers, starring Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr., and a large ensemble premieres in L.A. We had to put something in there to help support the Marvel franchise as it's starting to slump. Um, and then the game came. And then the game came out yesterday. And not Ender. End game. Yeah. Yeah, you were saying Ender game. Ah. It, it's kind of like you're trying to talk, talk about Marvel and Minecraft in the same sentence. Or oh, Austin Scott Card. Hmm. Anyway, moving along. Remembrances we have on the 22nd of April 2019. Kiyoshi Kawakubo, Japanese voice actor, um, prominent. Anime roles included Guam in Gurren Lagann, Kevin Yeager in D. Grayman, and Quincy in Bubblegum Crisis and Scram- Scramble Wars. 
passed away at the age of on well passed away on the 16th of april at the age of 89 how come i got the 22nd of april and 16th of april he uh, passed away on 16th they announced his death on the 22nd ah okay well there you go folks um 23rd of april 1616 we have a, a celebrity who hit the jackpot of birthday and date of dying um william shakespeare born and died on the same day 52 years apart he was an english poet playwright actor um supposedly the greatest writer in the english language and the world's greatest dramatist and now being called into question for did he actually write his own work or was it actually his boyfriend we'll we'll never know unless you build a time machine to go back and if you do get him to answer the question of to be or not to be because that is the question which has never truly been answered um 23rd of april 1850 william wordsworth english romantic poet who with samuel taylor coleridge helped to launch the romantic age and english literature yes some amazingly brilliant work but yes also some terribly horrible stuff um haven't missed anyone there have i no birthdays 23rd of april 1901 eb ford british ecological geneticist um he was a leader among the british biologists who investigated the role of natural selection in nature um he was born in dalton on Furness in Lancashire, 26th of April, 1616. As we already said, William Shakespeare was born and baptised in Stratford-upon-Avon, Warwickshire. 23rd of April, 1928, Shirley Temple, um, American actress, singer, dancer, businesswoman, diplomat, um, one of the most prolific child actresses who had a drink named after her. Um, (laughs) that's awesome um yeah famous for many musicals and dance musical and dance numbers including the good good ship lollipop which we won't sing to you at the moment because you'll get it stuck in your head all day and you'll want to kill us (laughs) well i have to say um she was actually quite an attractive lady when she grew up um 23rd of april 1941 ray tomlinson a pioneering american computer programmer who implemented the first email program on arpanet system uh, which was the precursor for the internet in 1971 he is internationally known and credited as the inventor of email it was the first system able to send mail between users on different hosts connected to the arpanet so yes and that completely changed the world (coughs) yes just think all those Nigerian princes with all those hundreds of millions of dollars wouldn't have been able to contact anybody asking for help. Yes, they could still be trapped in Nigeria, along with all of the other millions of Nigerian princes. That's it. Oh, imagine those! Imagine the hackers with the Trojan viruses sent through emails. Well, the um, the email client was actually the weak point for one of the first major like state-sponsored hacking attacks Mm -hmm. it's in um cliff stoll's book uh the cuckoo's egg basically the um the hackers who were germans working for the kgb worked out that if you sent an email to the admin account with an an attachment so you'd use uh not okay not exactly an email but on the same local computer you'd send a file to the admin account which would give it the permissions the admin account had so they worked out you could write a script which would then run as admin and give them access to the computer. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys remember the old email bombs? Um, I don't think so. I think Baby. I might have been a bit young for that. If you, if you had someone who was really annoying and painful but you wanted to just get them booted from being able to access the internet for a while in the old dial-up days, you would send them an email which was full of extra attachments and you would send multiples. So um you would send say a thousand copies of the same email uh, at say one meg and it would clutter up the isp and it would shut down because it just couldn't handle that sort of amount of information coming in at once and you do that day after day after day after day 
and eventually they it would all be because it's all going to the same address. That person's address would be deleted, and they'd be kicked off their server. Really, my uh, my works HR lady managed to do that the other day. <laughs> what she um, herself kicked off? Yeah, she sent out an email to like fifty people, and ah, spam um, filter. Yeah, the uh, I think it was Yahoo spam filter blocked us. Yeah. But um, this was there was actually a website called Noah's Ark where you could actually it was actually just a special hacking site hidden away, and you had to have this specific um, IP address to type in to actually access it. And um, it actually had an option there to email bomb people, so you could type in their email address, and it would just do it day after day after day until they got booted, amongst many many other naughty things that I. Probably shouldn't talk about because I get in trouble. Um, yeah. Moving, moving along. Twenty um, third of April, uh, um, fifteen sixteen. We have an amazing event of interest. We have the German Beer Purity Law, or Reinheitsgebot, which is a series of regulations limiting the number of ingredients in beer in Germany and the states of the former Holy Roman Empire. So. Quite a interesting little piece of trivia there. I wonder how they'd feel about all the hipsters with like that cherry beer and that chocolate beer and all of that. Um, probably lock them up or execute them. Witches. <laughs> I bet the I bet the, they would say, "Curse those microbreweries. We no, must hang them." No, they, they actually like Germans. Actually, like microbreweries. It's just the purity of the beer has got to be right. And if you've ever had German beer, apparently it's the best around. There's an argument between them and the Belgians about who brews the best. But from what I can understand, as long as it's not American beer, everybody loves it. Um, 23rd of April, 2005. The very first ever YouTube video titled Me at the Zoo was published by user Jord. It was uploaded on April 23, 2005 at... 202712 well, it's well, it's not um, it's not deemed as hateful or anything. So, day at the zoo sounds so innocent. But is it a, but is it uh, a breach of copyright? Did he have permission from San Diego Zoo to be featuring them and their elephants? Oh, those <laughs> uh, elephants have privacy rights too. Do they sign a waiver? Has, <laughs> has he shared the monetary rewards that he's received with the elephants and the zoo? for their involvement in him being famous. I doubt it. I think we should sue him for the elephants. <laughs> wasn't, there a, wasn't there a court case with the monkey taking a selfie and how... Yeah, um, and there was argument about who owned the copyright to the picture. Yeah. Like, it's, hey, it was a legitimate discussion and case. Who owned the copyright to the picture and therefore was to be in receipt of the thousands of dollars that were coming through as royalty. Um, but moving along, 23rd of April, 1988, the MIT Aeronautics and Astronauts Department Daedalus, um, a human-powered aircraft, flew a distance of 72.4 miles in three hours in, and 54 minutes from Heracleon on the island of Crete, to the island of Santorini. The flight holds official FAI world records for total distance, straight line distance and duration for a human-powered aircraft. Um, you've forgotten the name of the guy who was actually the pilot here. Uh, I don't know. Give him, gave him all the details the other night, folks, and he just stuffed me up. Ah, uh, here it is. Uh, it was by the name of Canolis... Canolo... Uh, Canolis Canelopoulos. His name is okay. an Olympic cyclist. Yeah. He was actually a Greek who paddled it. So he wasn't actually... He, there we go. A hard-working Greek. 
Um, better move along now before the Greeks find out about that and get upset. <laughs> um, where was I? I was making fun of the Greeks. And I think, is that everything for this yep. week? It uh, is. All righty. Um, so if you want to listen to us somewhere different to where you are now, where where can they hear, hear us at? DJ? Uh, they can hear us at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or even at the That's Not Canon website. And our email address, Professor? Nerds.amalgamated at gmail.com. And Twit? Uh, at an amalgamated. And our Facebook page, as always, Nerds Amalgamated. Um, love to hear from you. Uh, yeah. Are we giving anyone a shout-out this week for their podcast? Mm, none that I can think of, no? No. Well, the humour experiment is holding a course. Well, they're about to start a course. Oh, there we go. I did have the uh, link for it open, I saw this afternoon, but I seem to have lost it right now. Ah. Uh, um, well, we'll have to quickly get that up so we can give people some details. Have you got the details there yet? Uh, page is loading. Okay. Because we live in Australia. <laughs> While we're waiting... Um, they're doing a physical theatre event this weekend and a course, um, this is the last week to sign up for their, uh, it looks like clowning and theatre course. Bloody gay DJ, you're a clown. <laughs> Needs a course or something. Um, but yeah, um, other than that, I guess we just have to say thank you to the Chinese gamers and who who aren't hacking because they've got superior computers <laughs> and take care of each other and keep hydrated, especially after eating all your Easter eggs from Easter. So it's good night from me. See you guys. See you next week. Hooroo. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.